Hey guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this big blue marble we call planet Earth. What is happening, everybody? Happy Friday. The weekend is here. I am so excited. I am planning a big getaway, so you're going to have to excuse me if I'm a little distracted because I totally forgot that I it's Friday and I got to do an episode of the podcast. I've been packing and everything, so I'm really in a rush to get things done, but still, I did not want to forget you guys whatsoever, so thanks for stopping by. Uh, real quick, I think I'll just go right to the headlines. Um, boy, there's so much going on in the last couple of days I've been through. Um, yeah, let's just go to the headlines. I was going to tell you a little bit about about me moving. I'm making plans of finally getting the hell out of here. But I will hold off on all that ranting a little bit. Let's, let's just jump right to it. Um, let me switch screens. I'm, I'm doing a little video editing right now. And also I'm recording video at the same time, if you can believe that. <laughs> Don't tell me what... I'm not going to get into it. Forget it. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. Let's pull up the screen. Look at today's headlines. I'm going to be hitting Google News, New York Post, Fox, Twitter, everybody. Nobody is safe from me clickbaiting on them. Uh, right to the point. It says right here, the first thing that comes up to me is Biden moves to split $7 billion in frozen Afghan funds. I guess that is for... Yeah, that's for the relief aid. I guess they're going to get $3.5 billion for the Afghans. I have no problem with that, you know? I mean, I, I would think with all, what, how much armament did they leave? <laughs> they could just cash that and sell that off to the Iranians or to the Chinese or something and make some money. Mm. It says Biden warns Americans in Ukraine to leave. It says sending troops to evacuate would be world war. Well, what does he call sending 8,500 troops to the border and another 3,000 in Poland? I mean, that's pretty, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's that's being outnumbered, really. But still, I mean, isn't that an act of war? I, I don't know. I think Biden has really botched this whole thing. His big mouth has gotten everybody in a, <laughs> he's just, everything he touches just fucks up, man. Domestically, internationally. It says right here, Russia masses more troops near Ukraine. It's coming from some U.S. source. Probably the State Department. U.S. conservative figures cheer on Canadian trucker protest. Yeah, man. That whole thing is still going on. And uh, I think uh, next week... I think they're going to do it um, during the Super Bowl. They're going to start off in U.S., I guess from L.A. There's rumors that they're going to disrupt the, the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Bengals. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think they need to do that. I mean, if they drive by the stadium, that's one thing. But to stop and totally just shut down the streets and stuff like that, just you know, blatantly, nah. Let, let BLM and all those idiots do shit like that. I mean, if you go by there and, you know, a whole bunch of you blow your horns during the football game, that'd be something. I can go for that. But they're supposed to go all the way uh, through America to uh, Washington, D.C. And I believe, hopefully, they're going to stop in front of the state capitol and, I guess, you know, blow their horns in front of the state capitol during uh, Biden's 
<laughs> what do they call it? State of the Union. <laughs> watching the truckers would be a lot more interesting, or even watching paint peel off the wall than listening to Biden's State of the Union. All right, that's just me though. Um, Deputy Virginia AG resigns over post louding January 6th rioters. A top deputy to Virginia's new attorney general called January 6th rioters patriots in Facebook post. So he resigns over that? That's stupid, man. That's really stupid. Five officers, one woman injured in South Phoenix shooting standoff with barricaded suspect. Click on that real quick. It's coming from Fox 10 Phoenix. I think we could put up some audio here. Hopefully I'm ready to go. I should... Am I even being recorded? I'm not getting any levels whatsoever. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Man, I'll tell you one thing. First off, my OBS that I'm recording with to do this. It hasn't been working. I don't know if it needs an update or whatever. But I, I can't get any levels or anything. I just checked. <laughs> I just went back to check to see how my recording was. And it seemed fine. I'm going to play this story. Hopefully you guys can hear it. We'll soon find out together. But this is coming from Fox 10. It just says eight officers, one in, one woman injured in South Phoenix shooting standoff. Barricaded suspect found dead. Let's play this. Hopefully I don't get a, an advert. We'll see. I hate it. Uh, yep, it seems to be working. Now that's weird. I, okay, I see what's going on here. Um... I guess I am being recorded. I'm not going to get into the whole technicalities. <laughs> it seems to be working. So um, let me turn this down because there does seem to be a woman who runs her mouth. Forgive me for a second. Let me let me mute her. Takes You know, you have to go through all the ads and all that bullshit. I don't want you guys to see that. They're not paying me. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, it just starts off by saying an hours-long barricade situation. To give you an idea of just how dangerous a job policing is. Hold on. Man, I'm telling you. I am not, I, I should have been more prepared. My apologies. All right, here we go. Just starts off quickly saying an hours-long barricade situation near 51st Avenue in Broadway left one woman and eight police officers injured early Friday morning. Officials said the incident began... After a woman had reportedly been shot in a home near 54th Avenue in Elwood just after 2 a.m. on February 11th, when an officer approached the house, a suspect inside reportedly opened fire, hitting him multiple times. So let's bring this up. I don't know what, what we're about to hear. Again, Fox 10, Phoenix, checking in. Let's take a listen to this. These days, five Phoenix police officers 
shot at one time during a barricade situation in southwest Phoenix. So the situation started unfolding early this morning, just before 3 a.m. Uh, we have team coverage at this hour. Anita is live at the scene near 51st Avenue and Broadway. And we also have Danielle. She is live at Banner University Medical Center with an update on the officer's condition. So we're going to start with Anita. And Anita, from what I've seen in this, uh, this latest video we're going to bring to you in just a, a couple of minutes mm -hmm. here, it looks like these officers literally put themselves in harm's way, risking their lives, trying to save a little baby. Yeah. Hmm. I can tell you that this is a very intense, it was a very intense situation. When Brian Acosta and I pulled up to the scene uh, about 4.10 this morning, we could hear the gunshots coming right down the street. About 4.44, we heard a big flash bang. And, and then it was a little quiet. And I think that that frantic nature, um, the um, urgency has since gone. The scene is huge. It is massive. The investigation is mm. ongoing. But we're not seeing the SWAT members uh, literally running down the street. And for you guys that are listening, they got the windows all blown out and everything. Well, I mean, they're blinds or whatever. But it looks like they busted through or shot it up or something. So two-story building street into that home uh it, it just it just a very very frantic situation out here this morning so what we are learning from phoenix police is that we had a suspect who was barricaded inside a home now the initially uh neighbors tell us that they heard the first gunshots around two o'clock this morning uh we had um one police officer go towards the house, and, and I think this is the video that you're talking about, uh, go towards the house, gunshots are fired. That officer, we do believe, is the one who is in serious condition. We had four other officers uh, head towards the house because there was a baby inside, also heard they should be okay. The baby will be okay. We do have Danielle Miller at the hospital. She'll be talking about their conditions. I spoke to a neighbor who talked a little bit about the scene this morning. Take a listen. When you're sleeping, you think you're dreaming. And that's when I, I, at first, it took me like five minutes. I opened my eyes because I hear it right, like it's right, because this is lighting door right outside the house. So you, at that point, you think it's right there. So I said, oh, no, I'm not moving. I'm not getting up or anything. So after I hear the first one, and then I said, well, that sounds like a, a shooting outside or something. Okay. <laughs> First off, the video is about eight minutes. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Um, I understand what people are saying. I mean, I've heard it a million times. You know, it sounds like I thought I heard firecrackers or fireworks or something like that. I know they're going to go through that whole thing. I want to get to facts. I want to know what happened. And I'm not getting that. I'm just getting a lot of, I, I, to me, I, I need I need information like, you know what I mean? Don't drag out the story for ratings if that's what you're doing. Eight minutes of this, you know. Maybe I'm just kind of numb to the whole thing. That's that's pretty sad because you know. Well, I mean, I live in the Bay Area, East Bay, Oakland, down south of San Jose, right? It's it's. I hear this shit all the time, unfortunately, and I'm probably in wherever you live. You probably do too. Hopefully not. I mean, but it, it's becoming numbing. You know, that we hear stories like this, especially when police officers are, are involved. That that shit really kind of, it, 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 it upsets me, you know, because, I mean, it, the lack of respect. And, I mean, these guys go through a lot of shit, man. They'll save your fucking crooked ass. If you're a criminal and you're in dire need, you're about to die because some other jackass shot you. They'll be the first ones to help you out. You know what I mean? 
I mean, who who are these you know dirtbags going to call? Ghostbusters? No, they're going to call the cops. You know, even a dirtbag will call a cop when they need they need help. You know what I'm saying? And when I hear stories like this, you know, I don't like hear I don't I don't like hearing it. Just to be honest, it's a reality check. I know, I know, I know. I hear it all the time, but still, you don't want to hear anything about it. So that woman also told us that Oops. when she did come outside, she saw what appeared to be four teenage girls wrapped in blankets sitting on the sidewalk across from the home uh, talking to police. And so she was not evacuated. Other residents were. Phoenix police were tweeting out early this morning that this was a very dangerous situation. They were warning people to stay away from the area. They were warning residents to stay inside the area. Just moments ago, the Phoenix Police Department tweeted out saying that the threat has been eliminated and that it is now safe. Again, so back out here live that you're seeing a little bit of calmness. Okay. That's what I wanted to get to. (laughs) I like to get right to the point. That's what I was trying to convey. Well, um, yeah, that's crazy, though. That is really crazy. Um, God, Oakland school closures might be a warning sign for California. You think? You know, I've been complaining about Oakland and the city and the the school district. I mean, they're, they're literally... The teachers or the unions, I should say, I, I can't can't speak for all teachers, but the unions are definitely saying we don't want to teach no more. We want the kids to stay home, and then we'll just do online learning. But meanwhile, we'll take the federal money that was kicked down to us. You know, that's what's going on in Oakland. I think it's going on in L.A. too. Oakland has just been taken over by the Marxist man. I mean, the, the you. <laughs> City, school district, healthcare systems, the county healthcare system, the, the county itself is woke. Alameda County. But this is really bad, and you are just doing a, a complete disservice to your children. And it's happening not just in Oakland, it's happening at least I can I can honestly say it's happening in the East Bay, here in the Bay Area. <laughs> just as a well, I'm not going to subscribe. Just as Oakland education officials voted to close seven schools following a contentious debate that state officials say could be a... Uh, a, a what? Harbor, harbinger of further cuts as California students' enrollments decline. They're declining because you're, you're asking parents to jab up their kid and slap masks on their face. Even though, even the tyrant Gavin Newsom is sitting there saying, okay, on the 15th, we're getting rid of the, you know, the masking, the indoor masking. The teachers unions don't want to, you know, they don't want to, they, they love the grift. They love being lazy. They love doing shit from their homes rather than in person with children, you know. They feel that they're babysitters. No, you're a fucking teacher. You teach kids. All right. That's your job. I thought teachers loved their job and loved being, you know, working with children. There used to be a day where teachers were like that. You know what I mean? It's sick. You know, I don't even call them public schools anymore. They're not public schools. They're government schools. They're trying to teach kids a lot of divisive racial nonsense that's just nonsensical. It's it's a it, it's a uh <laughs> don't get me started. 
Let's see. AOC says public pressure makes banning stock trades for Congress too difficult to ignore. I think that's a shot at Nancy Pelosi. I mean, her and her husband are open about it. They are totally open about that. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, she's not saying, hey, I'm conducting insider trading. But she's really not trying to, you know, hide anything. I mean, her and her husband are into a lot of shenanigans. And she uses her power and influence to to get paid. You know what I mean? I can tell you a story about how she's got property. And she used federal funds to help fund for that transit project, that underground transit project they were building for years under San Francisco. But she had made sure that there was a, a station built by some properties she owned. And there's some sort of code or state law, like if you're building it or your property is within a certain radius of area, you know, a certain area of a, of a transit station, that actually your property value could go up or you get a tax break or something like that. So she's in some sort of hustle like that. She's got property by the newly built stations, underground stations, you know, transit stations. So she made some sort of paper, you know what I mean? She made money. She's a grifter. She's an old witch grifter. Fight over Trump records puts focus on low-life national archives. <laughs> Some Trump records taken to Mar-a-Lago clearly marked as classified, including documents in talk at, at top-secret levels. Yeah, there was something I, I seen last night that the news was saying something that Trump... Uh, they had some sort of, I mean, the news is really bad. They're fishing for shit. They're saying Trump had some documents that there was a whistleblower that said when they were cleaning his toilet in the White House, they found some, some paper in the toilet, not toilet paper, but like written, like he had written something down and then he, whatever, for whatever reason, he just kind of balled it up and threw it in the, in the toilet <laughs> or something. And then somebody kind of, I guess, worked at the White House, all of a sudden came out and just recently said, yeah, Trump threw some uh, some written documents into the toilet or something. <laughs> it's really stupid. <laughs> They're just fishing for anything, man. They know it's coming, man. They know it's coming, man. They can't They can't avoid it. The red wave. It's coming. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're if you guys are into the whole Olympics. I, I have not been following it, unfortunately. Camila Valueva, Russian figure skater, tested positive for banned drug. It's coming from New York Times. Also, the New York Times, it says something, no hijabs for now, Indian court tells Muslim students. I don't know what the heck that's all about. I guess they're complaining about not wearing their stuff on their head. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let me jump over here real quick. Oh. Here's something. Does this come from the New York Post? It just says, irate announcer loses his mind over judging controversy. It says, quoting, as far as I'm concerned, the judges just grenaded all their credibility, Richards said. Quoting further, that run, I've been doing this for a long time, so long, I know what a good run looks like. Hmm. 
All right, 2022 Olympic announcer loses his mind over Hayumu Harano judging controversy. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I I apologize. Got some commercials going on. Goddamn commercials. Close player. There you go. Uh, the 20, It just says the 2022 Olympics almost had a yet another controversy on their hands in the men's snowboarding half-pipe final, as many, including and perhaps especially NBC broadcaster Todd Richards, thought eventual gold medalist Ayumu Harano was robbed by the judges on his immaculate second run. After falling on his first attempt, the 23-year-old Harano laid down a spectacular run on his second try, beginning by landing a triple cork, the hardest trick in snowboarding for the first time in Olympic history, and throwing down four more technically brilliant tricks tricks without falling. Almost immediately after landing it, Richards declared that it's over and no one will touch that run. That is going to be a 98, Richards said. Apparently the judges did not agree. Not only did Hirano not get the lofty score, the broadcast predicted the 91.75 was good enough to get him into first place ahead of Australian Scotty James. Uh, It does have video. Let's take a look at it. It shows us the run. So let me bring it up. This is tweeted out by Marcus Baram, a blue checker. <laughs> He's verified. Let's take a look at this run. Let's see what the what it's all about. Wow. Oh. Wow. Now, for you guys listening, I know <laughs> all you heard was some woman cheering on. Then she was watching it off her big screen TV. Uh, yeah, it was pretty impressive. Um, I liked it. Just says Richards, who completed in the half-pipe competition in the 98 Olympics and had been a broadcaster for years, was baffled. Quoting, uh, what? He said after the score was put onto the screen, is there a mistake? How did how did that? Wait a minute. There's no way. There's no way. A 91.75? <laughs> As the dust settled, the announcers remained in shock. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, the judges just gr- grenaded the whole credibility, their credibility. Richard said, that run, I've been doing this a long time, so long, I know what a good run looks like. I know the ingredients of a winning run. I know when I see the best run that's ever been done in a half pipe. Try to, ha- try to tell me where you're deducting from this run. It's unbelievable that this is even happening. It's a travesty to be completely honest with you. I am irate right now. <laughs> I mean, it's an impressive run. Don't get me wrong. I mean, hmm. Well, there you go. I'm not going to put you through that again. Just a quick reminder, make sure you go and subscribe to my Twitter page at the Real WOD on updates when I'll be dropping podcast episodes as well as when I release any videos on YouTube or Rumble. Also on Twitter, I'll be posting news articles as well as videos that I talk about on the podcast. So go ahead and subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell. Thanks. Joe Rogan hits back hard on CNN for trying to silence him. 
I don't know if I'm going to jump into that. I think that's just kind of a deflection. We keep talking about that. He's got an offer for Rumble for another 100 mil. He knows what he can do. I'm not going to get into it. Oh, yeah. Hey, oh, here's a follow-up. I don't know if I... Um, Oh, in fact, that's what I got to do. I gotta, I'm got. i going to do that for you guys this weekend. I'm going to release that 20-minute thing, that rant about San Francisco asking its people to take in the homeless off the street, straight off the street, and take them in for a little snipe, a little stipend, a little couple hundred bucks. <laughs> it's crazy. I guess this is a follow-up to that. Residents respond to Bay Area mayor calling on home homeowners to elevate alleviate homeless crisis excuse me and there seems to be a gentleman here sorry about that just as real quick barry residents said they would not open their homes to help alleviate the homeless crisis <laughs> you think whose idea was that what's that guy's name scott wiener whatever the hell it's got video we're going to take a listen to it Real quick, it says the mayor of Richmond, a city about 20 miles from downtown San Francisco, recently uh, started a program that would pay landlords through private funding to house homeless individuals. There are about 35,000 people experiencing homelessness in the Bay Area, up to 28,000 in 2017, according to a report by the Bay Area Economic Institute. Well, maybe if you quit releasing releasing them from jail and prisons and quit accepting uh, the grifters from other states, maybe that that number would go down. You know what I'm saying? Just... Just saying. So here's some guy. I don't know what he's going to put in his two cents worth, but let's check it out. Oh, here we go. Spare room for a uh, a homeless person? Probably not. I don't know how they're going to fix the homeless problem, but I just think that asking the residents to step up is probably not (laughs) Kids coming here, uh, doing shooting up heroin and then in doorways and stuff. And where are they going? They, they, the city they don't want to help. No, hey, see, they're right. That's what they're doing now. The, the politicians have literally created a, a big humanitarian crisis in San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, LA, everywhere, right? And now they're at the point where they're like, well, our hands are tied. We, we, we don't know what to do. We can't solve the problem. You know, now they're asking the public. Oh, come on. Shut up. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> Fucking. Now all of a sudden my, my screen changed. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> Holy fuck. All right, there he is. But that's, that's pretty incredible. They created the problem, and now they want that. Not only are they taking the tax money, right? But they're not only are they taking the tax money from the the taxpayer to help fund their so-called their their policies to to alleviate this problem with their policies. Now they're going to sit there and, and and say, well, you know, they pretty much gave up, and and they're now telling people, uh, you know, hey, can you take some of these people into your home? <laughs> are you nuts? That's crazy. What is going on? Man, I'm telling you. Fox is no better. Let's let's continue this. Hold on. Oh shit. I'm telling you, man. 
it's shown <laughs> shown if you're listening to cityscape of san francisco you know the golden gate bridge koi tower all that shit i don't know this is one of the richest cities in the world because of companies and everything and they cannot find a solution to do to deal with homeless people that is unacceptable let's face it i mean uh you can't you can't be parents to you know drug addicts in the tenderloin this is a federal emergency situation this is a fema situation it's like uh it's a government situation it's a government problem somebody need to be reprimanded for that what you see on the street every day yeah it's sad it's ridiculous you know people are homeless for a lot of different reasons and you know sometimes you don't know exactly what their state of mind is so i think that's asking a lot of people no <laughs> because i have fam i have a family and i have girls yeah. and I don't. You I want, just don't think that it's safe. Not you, that you, a homeless person. You want to take that guy and put it in your family, home? But come on. Precautions. I would say no. I don't agree to it. Would I? Yeah. I? I don't have a room in my apartment. If I had the credential and I had the credibility, yes, I would take someone off the street. Yes, because I met some wonderful no. people on the street that are homeless, that are more intelligent than you and I think that they are. They're just sleeping in the cardboard. Because I did it before. I was homeless myself. I'm not a preferred person. I was homeless one time in my life. But I, 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 I turn around. I would have to think about it a lot. Yeah, that's a, a, a difficult question. I don't know. I would not open my house where I feel protected to, to a stranger. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, personally, I have a studio, so I physically can't Aww. do it. Yeah, There's you can. There's a free will law in the city saying you can't just drag a person off the street and get them help. I think that law has to be changed fundamentally. He's changed. correct. I live here for almost four years, and the homeless well, situation is still the same. So four years. Not doing anything. They're still out there, and during those last two years, it has been I feel like double size. First off, four years. I don't care. You don't even know the culture of San Francisco and the Bay Area. You don't know what's going on. Oh, you moved in right at the hot, <laughs> right at the very hot point of all this disaster. What is going on with this? You know, Fox News and its player, fuck you. I don't know what the hell's going on. Fox is really screwing with me. <laughs> it's messing up my fucking audio and video. It's insane, man. You got the gist of it. Unbelievable. The politicians create all the chaos that we see all around us. And either they blame you for the problems that they cannot solve that they created or they want you to solve the problem and in this case they want you now the homeless situation has gone way out of control they know that their jobs are on the line in november of 2022 and they want to make shit look good they want to clean up the streets and the best way they know how to do it is ask the public to take in bums off the street junkies alcoholics you mentally ill they're not even putting them in around here they're not even putting them in shelters they're getting instead they're just giving them clean brand new tents that they probably bought at walmart that's fucking insane says right here elon musk says he's highly confident that spacex's starship rocket launches will Cost less than ten million within two or three years. Hmm. CDC directs vaccine make makers to prep for shots for children below five by February twenty first as FDA advisory meeting looms. 
That's coming from Market Watch. Market Watch. It's all big money. It's all big money. All big pharma. That's what this is. It's a grift. Children under five. Are you serious? Really? It's just people trying to keep it going, man. They're trying to keep the money flow going with big pharma. CDC preparing to ship 10 million COVID vaccine doses for young kids. That's kind of weird because, I, you know, still to this day, they're letting illegal aliens cross the border and they're not getting checked, vetted, or tested, or, or jabbed. They're letting them in, no problem. And the kid, and, and here they're about ready to jab up 10 million kids that are under the age of five that aren't even susceptible to the disease, to the virus. It's crazy, man. That's just a grift. Oh, that's right, the Super Bowl. I forgot about that Super Bowl is coming into town. I am, for the Super Bowl, I have no, I might watch it at home. I don't know. I got I got neighbors upstairs. I got a kid that's just out of control. I can't even enjoy my own apartment. That's a whole nother story. I don't even think I'll be able to watch the Super Bowl because of these people. So I'll probably miss it. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it on my phone. <laughs> like many of my television I've been watching lately on my phone somewhere else other than my own apartment. Again, totally different story. I'm derailing. I digress. <laughs> um, hold on a second. All right. It says right here, NYPD blue actor calls on U.S. truckers to shut down D.C., <laughs> I I think that's a I mean DC yeah I would I mean why not think about all the shit we witnessed and went through especially in the democrat led cities in the summer of 2020 all the fire the the destruction the assaults the attempted murders the murders the rapes you you think of Minneapolis uh, here in San Francisco Bay Area LA fucking Portland, especially Portland, Chaz Chop up in Seattle, all that shit, man. <laughs> and now they want to get the what the DOJ and the DOD to get involved with this whole trucker convoy thing <laughs> as as if it's a act of insurrection. <laughs> That's stupid, man. <laughs> fucking Biden administration, man. Fucking A. What a bunch of cucks. Uh, here's one. Maniac allegedly stabbed six family members as they slept. Ugh. I'm not going to get into the negativity. That's horrible. Just saying. Uh, if you want to check it out, it's at the New York Post. Airline passenger caught on video as he forcibly removed from flight after Bengals rant. Okay, here we go. Clickbait. Boom. I've been waiting for a good one this morning. We got video. Give me a second. What is going on here? Oh, sorry about that. Let me see if I can run this without commercials. If it comes up, you hear a commercial. Bear with me. Of course there's a commercial. Real quick, it just says, while while video caught, caught on unruly passenger being restrained and removed from a Frontier Airlines flight in Cleveland. Hey, shout out to Cleveland in Ohio. What's up, guys? After declaring that he, quote-unquote, was the only Bengals fan. All right. It's got some sort of video. I don't know what it is. 
says the plane was waiting to depart from Cleveland for Phoenix on Wednesday night when the man and another part passenger exchanged heated words about the Cincinnati NFL team facing the L.A. Rams in Sunday Super Bowl. Uh, Fox 8 reported. Excuse me. Coffee. The incident then escalated when an airline employee stepped in and told one of the men he he had too much to drink, causing him to become more agitated, according to the outlet. Another passenger then intervened and placed the agitated football fan in a chokehold before finally letting go the footage shows. As the unruly traveler finally heads for the exit, he shouts, I was a Bengals fan. I was the only Bengals fan. I'm not a bad person, bro. I drank a little too much, and one guy back there had a problem that I was drinking too much. <laughs> Here's this screenshot. There you go. Uh, I guess that's the gentleman right there. All right, well, let's let's check out this video. Always good for some video. Hopefully it's something good. When a dispute erupts between a Frontier employee and a passenger. Mm. <laughs> Come on, man. Seriously? You're really going to rant about the fucking Bengals on a fucking plane? You got kids, old people. You got all kinds of people on a fucking small little fuselage. <laughs> is that is that the correct word? Um, I, And you're going to sit there and you're going to start up some shit? I mean, really? See that again. Okay. So, what's happening? Now, I don't know. Right off the top, I don't know, man. If this guy right here, that I guess the the guy, the the drunk guy, is this this one black guy, and he gets and finally gets up and screaming. But the guy he's mugging on is a pretty big guy with an American flag on his chest. <laughs> and uh, he looks like a Marine. You know, he's got the buzz cut and everything. Uh, he looks like he's in pretty, you know, damn good shape. I, I don't think I'd be messing with that guy. But then again, you know, hey, you know, booze is the confidence juice. You know what I mean? So. Look at him. The Bengals fan, I walk with all the Bengals fans, a bad person, bro. I drank a little too much, and this one guy back there had... After the confrontation, the passenger was removed from the plane and was later arrested by Cleveland police. The passenger who captured the video of the incident says it appears it may have started as an exchange about the Cincinnati Bengals being in the Super Bowl on Sunday. <laughs> and then when an employee attempted to intervene... Alcohol that the man had purchased at the airport and quickly consumed became an issue. You know, that's a that is a big issue. People are really I, I don't know. I guess the federal government is looking into I, I guess banning booze on airplanes or something like that. I think uh, I'm not too sure. I heard a lot of back and forth about that. Where I don't know if they're going to stop serving, you know, in, in the waiting area of the airport and before they board. Or they're just going to stop it on airplanes. I don't know, man. 
It's been a while since I've flown. I've last time I flown was from I was coming back from a concert out of Las Vegas. And uh you know, I'm I ain't getting nervous with flying. I don't do too much of it. Many people do it all the time. I'm you know, maybe once a year, once every three years. <laughs> you know, just I mean very rarely, but when I you know, did I got on the Vegas plane. I I mean, I hammered it down. I, this is what before I stopped drinking. I was just knocking it out and they tell me, "Hey, you you know, they knew I was lit up, but I wasn't acting crazy, but you know, the lady told me, "Hey, we know you're pretty lit up. Be cool or we're going to kick you off the plane." I said, right off the top, I didn't even give her, a, you know, any type of indication I was going to act up. It was just, you know, I guess they just smell it on you, you know what I mean? And they could see it in your face, you know, so I was cool. I made it home, but still, I don't know what it is. Why all of a sudden there's this, you know, explosion of people fighting on planes. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know why. I mean, I think maybe COVID and the pandemic had a lot to do, lot to do with it. A lot of people were, you know, you know, didn't get to do a lot. You know, plus, plus people have to wear masks. I mean, that shit's still going on. I think a lot of it. I think about. You get rid of that mask mandate, you get rid of that, I bet about 90% of the problems would disappear. The All these fights and shit on airplanes. I bet you. Before I had actually recorded it, he said that they were discriminating against him because he possibly did have too much to drink. <laughs> Jason Brake says the passenger who lunged at the employee is to blame for what happened. I am, but Brake yeah. believes the passenger in the T-shirt who intervened and put the man in a chokehold caused the situation to quickly escalate. When I watched that, I was like, okay, this guy's assaulting somebody that they're trying to remove from the plane. Why? No, that's bullshit, because if you look right... Oh, God damn. Look, look, look carefully. This guy, the black guy, started punching on a stranger. Passenger in the team. See? Watch. Jason Brake says the passenger right there. lunged at the employee See? is to blame for what happened. But Brake believes the passenger in the T-shirt who intervened no. and put the man in a chokehold caused the situation to quickly escalate. No, what he did was probably the right thing because the drunk guy starts swinging on another guy in the aisleway. If you looked at the video, you're, I'm not going to play it again. You guys can rewind if you're watching. But it was the the Marine guy with the American flag on his chest. He jumped up and put him in a chokehold because the guy was swinging on another guy. That's what happened. That's what the video shows if you look at it. So the Marine was just kind of like, you know, restraining the guy. You know, and why wouldn't you? The guy was acting like a maniac. And then when he let him go, he starts, you know, mouthing off some more. You know what I mean? Yeah, he needed to go to jail. That guy's trash. When I watched that, I was like, okay. This guy's assaulting somebody that they're trying to remove from the plane. I wouldn't be Why? mouthing off that guy. The guy's not guy. qualified to handle that situation, and it could have made it worse. And you've got all these people that are stuck there, and there's going to be a stampede to try to get out of a little small door. After the passenger was removed, Watch. the plane Watch. eventually took Watch. off for Phoenix. The incident oh. and the role that alcohol may have played were topics throughout the flight. The captain and the crew then make the comment. This, this guy right here, this guy's a clown. 
I don't even think he really even knew what was going on. I don't know where the fuck he was sitting, but he didn't see what I just seen on video. I seen a drunk guy mouthing off about the Bengals, and he started swinging on another guy in the aisleway. And it wasn't until the Marine guy jumped up out of his seat because he was right in his face when he started swinging. He grabbed him and put him in a chokehold to restrain him. He didn't escalate it. He was trying to calm it down. This dude right here is an idiot. He doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about, this 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 guy. If you're listening, it's just some guy that... I don't know. He he just looks like a you know one of those guys that he watches all the Harry Potter movies over and over again. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> no 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 blast to Harry Potter fans out there, but he just looks like a guy that just plays Dungeons and Dragons way too much. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those guys. That is why you do not buy your own alcohol and you drink it on board because this will happen. And they said basically. We hope See? that he won't be on any future flights with us. People have to make their, their wise decisions. I mean, alcohol and flying just really don't mix. Frontier issued a statement that reads in part, Look at the little crew. prior to takeoff, a passenger was behaving disruptively and was asked to exit the aircraft by a gate agent. The passenger became increasingly aggressive, physically assaulting the gate agent. The passenger has been permanently placed on our prevent departure list. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that guy got it all wrong, man. He got it all wrong. Man, I keep closing my screen on my computer. Uh, how were we at time-wise? Down to 40 minutes. <laughs> Russian escalation troubling. Invasion possible. During Olympics, Blinken says. Joe Rogan blasts CNN over Spotify flap. Nobody listens to them. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to look at Super Bowl commercials. I mean, did you see some of those in the last few seasons? They're just a bunch of SJW nonsense. Corporations going down the whole BLM, you know, rabbit hole. And all the woke nonsense and SJW nonsense. I'm I'm done with that shit. I'm telling you, the NFL is going to kill themselves. They're going to shoot themselves in the foot. Well, they are shooting themselves in the foot over and over again. I don't know why people still... I mean, I love the game of football. I love my team, you know, the Raiders. I love all of it. I love the drama. I love... But this this corporate wokeism and, and interjection and, and then the spray painting of end racism and it takes us all and all this other shit they spray paint on the field i don't even know why they even have to put that out there i see a whole bunch of people from all kinds of backgrounds at a football game nobody's sitting there pointing fingers and, and calling people derogatory racist terms nobody's burning crosses in the at the football games or in the parking lots at you know what i mean what is what was with all this SJW nonsense written on the field? I never understood that. It's just something that the players union want, uh, I guess, had to make a deal with NFL that they had to put their SJW nonsense out there for us to be annoyed by. You know, it's right in your face. It's right at the end zone. You know what I'm talking about? All that SJW cryptic. Uh, what do they call it? I call them. <laughs> it's just cryptic nonsense that they they spray paint on the end zones. I don't know. That's just me, though. <laughs> Here's another one. Five cops heard as they shot at while trying to save a baby outside a barricaded home. 
you know, until until we get some district attorneys that are actually going to prosecute people for for crimes like this, the people are, these dirt bags are going to continue to disrespect the law enforcement, and we're just going to continue to see an uptick in crime. University probing white officers' actions during violent arrest of black student. Hmm. It's come from the New York Post. Purdue University probes white cops' actions during violent arrest of black student. And it has a picture of it. It's just one guy. And he's got, <laughs> I have to admit, the guy's haircut, that, that's reminiscent of the old school Nazi haircuts. <laughs> At least this guy looks like I just just I mean I know it's I know it's just a picture I know it's just a screenshot but hey it reminds me of those old films where they used to show like the the stormtroopers and the Gestapo's and all that shit fucking with the haircut the haircut is what does it <laughs> and this little mustache but yeah I mean he looks like he's gone pinned to the ground it says right here. Purdue University police are reviewing a white cop's actions after a video emerged of him repeatedly punching a black student and pushing his head into the snow during an arrest. Adonis Tuggle, 24, uh, posted the footage captured on February 4th by a woman claiming to be his girlfriend. The Journal Courier reported, quoting, Stop, you're hurting me. You've been disrespectful the whole time, bro. You're choking me, he says in a viral clip recorded at the school in West Lafayette, Indiana. Does it have a video? It just, it says there's, I've, I guess you can view it on Instagram. I really don't want to do that. And there's another screenshot. And, uh, yeah, it looks, it looks pretty rough. You know, there's a lot to the story. I, I, we always get these end of the issue type of, um, scenarios. You know what I mean? We don't get the whole picture. You know, that's how it was with, um. Uh, um, <laughs> escapes me. Uh, it doesn't matter. Forget it. I'm I, I'm done. But it just you know, got to get the whole story first. I we don't know what happens here. It just says, uh, in a statement, Police Chief John Cox wrote: Purdue University police became aware Friday night, February fourth, of an incident that occurred. That evening involving a Purdue police officer who responded to an urgent call from a third party following our See Something, Say Something campus safety guidance. A caller stated that it appeared a woman was being held against her will near Horticulture Drive. He continued, quoting, Anytime a PUPD officer uses force in connection with an arrest, the department conducts an internal review. PUPD commenced that review, led by Deputy Chief Leslie Wheat, immediately upon receiving the officer's report on Friday night, Cox wrote. That investigation will, under PUPD general orders, include input from all witnesses to the arrest and take into account all available evidence, including video from officers' body-worn cameras and statements from the students involved, he wrote. Hmm. And, uh, it says right here, no physical injuries were suffered in the incident, the chief's, chief added. Uh, but the Purdue graduate student government expressed its support for Tuggle, saying, We condemn all police violence that dis disproportionately harms black communities. <laughs> we stand with Adonis Tuggle. That's in big context, big capital letters. Uh, 
We open our arms in solidarity with our fellow Boilermaker and vow to increase awareness around this incident. Uh, this incident, advocate and provide help and support, it added, according to the journal and courier. And there he is with his trusty dog. The outlet said it has not been able to reach the student and officer for comment. Yeah, I think there's a lot more to that story we just don't know nothing about. Just saying. Till we get the whole big picture. Speculation at this point. Oh, how nice. Taliban militants abduct nine Westerners, including ex-BBC journalist. Things looking pretty good in Afghanistan these days. Uh, okay. Creepy Andrew obsessed with anal sex wanted nude rubdowns, ex-physical therapist. <laughs> That's the title I did not put out there. I'm, I'm not even going to click on that. I'm not doing it. Web of Desire NFL quarterback's wife talks down memory lane with SI swimsuit throwback picks. Wow. Yeah, I heard that this, uh, what is it, the um, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, it's it's done. It's gone. They don't have it no more. I haven't heard nothing about it. I think the last I heard was they were going to put a bunch of overweight women in the magazine. And uh, I, th I guess that didn't fly with the public, so <laughs> I, don't, I guess they canceled it. In broad daylight, disturbing video shows New York City sanitation worker kicked and shot. Um, let's check this out. It says right here. New video shows. Hold on a second. Hold on. The ads are popping up again. My apologies. Ugh, I hate these ads. This is New York Post, man. I used to never have a problem with their website. It just says new video shows NSC shot in broad daylight. Um, disturbing video shows the moment. <clears throat> excuse me. Disturbing video shows the moment of New York City sanitation workers shot at point blank range in broad daylight on the sidewalk of a busy Hell's Kitchen. Um. Uh, Hell's Kitchen Street. A shooter draws his gun, fires off three rounds as he walks toward the Department of Sanitation. Employee during a chaotic fight in front of a 515 West 52nd Street on Thursday morning. Cell phone video obtained by the Post shows. The male sanitation worker drops to the sidewalk as a woman is heard screaming in the background. The shooter and a man in, in a yellow North Face bubble jacket flee in a car as concerned passerby attend to the wounded war worker with blood visible on the concrete, according to the video shot by a witness from an apartment above. <clears throat> Excuse me, man. Hold on, I need my coffee. Mm. So let's go ahead. Let's take a look at this video. 44 seconds of it. I don't know what's going to show. But let's let's see what happens. Oh 
my god. Wow. Oh my god, this is not good. Now, there's a lot. There, there's a lot going on here. Let me see if I get. Okay, look at uh, uh, now. If you're watching, follow along. Follow me here. Bear with me one second. There's a guy right here. I don't know if you guys noticed this guy right here. He is no part of what is going on here. There's a. It looks like to be a some white guy or a cop. I guess he's a cop, and he's coming over here and he's telling. A carload of people to stay in the car, and he's you know, trying to shut the car door down. This guy, I don't know, this guy peered out of nowhere, and he is running over to the car where there's a trunk open, and he begins to start stealing shit out of it. I guess. I mean, I'm, let's back this up. Okay, now look carefully. I'm, there's two points of view to this whole thing. Which is really interesting. Take a good look real carefully again. Yeah, I don't know what that. And he threw the guy on the ground. Oh my god! Wow. Oh my god, this is not good. Okay, and so what is happening? The the white ball head guy. I guess he is a cop. He grabbed the guy. He pushed the guy against the, the car on the driver's side, and then he took the guy. He threw the guy onto the ground. And he just starts kicking the living shit out of him in his head. And another cop comes over and puts his uh, another guy that came around the passenger side and throws him into a car that's parked behind the suspect's car. It, it's, I, I know it's not, uh, hopefully I got that conveyed to you guys listening. But uh, it it is pretty brutal. Oh my God. Boom. Oh my God. And he's just kicking him in the head. Yeah, he's kicking him in the head. Now look at this guy come running up. Comes in there, goes into the trunk, and he grabs something, and he runs away. Oh, you know what he went? You know what he... I don't know. I think he that guy came over, and he grabbed a gun out of the back of the car. Yeah, he did. Whoa, that was wild. Okay. So the guy I directed that, that I told you to watch going into the, well, we got to back this up. Where is it? This guy right here. He comes running over. He grabs something out of the back of the car. That would be, I think that's the gun. He comes over here. He comes running back away from the scene down the street with the gun. And he stops. And another guy, I believe it's this guy, comes running over, grabs the gun from the guy and starts shooting. He takes it upon himself to to take the gun out of his buddy's hand and start shooting again. So one more time so we get the whole picture here. I'll let it play through. God. Jesus. Oh my God, this is not good. So he runs over. Goes into the back of the car. Runs away, drops the bag, drops the gun, I think. Yep, drop the gun. One of his friends comes over, grabs a gun from him, out of his hand, and shoots. And just cold blood shoots him right dead. Oh god damn it! Oops. That is wild, man.
That is absolutely wild. It says right here, the worker was shot once in the leg and is, is expected to survive, cops said. Second video shot from the street shows the scene moments before the shots rang out. And a dispute with the NYPD says was between the worker and his daughter's ex-boyfriend. Okay. He wasn't a cop, so I digress. Sanitation worker is seen grabbing a man and throwing him to the ground and repeatedly kicking him in the head as he lies on the sidewalk. It's not clear if the man on the ground is the daughter's ex-boyfriend. Quoting, don't do that. The man is heard yelling repeatedly as the DSNY worker administers the brutal beating. Yeah, he beat, he kicked the living shit out of that guy. Several other people are seen trying to intervene and are involved in the dispute. The shooting took place around 11 a.m. outside the man's daughter's apartment after argument broke out. An NYPD spokesman told the Post, the boyfriend and his brother arrived at the apartment prompting the woman to call her father. Police said they don't know yet who fired the shot. The suspects fled in a black Mercedes belonging to the victim and the police put out an alert for the vehicle. The city employee was taken to a St. Luke's hospital with a bullet wound to his left thigh. The victim's condition was immediately, uh, wasn't immediately available. He was a second sanitation worker injured in two days. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Um, that's horrible, man. <laughs> Whatever happened to trying to impress the father to date the daughter? Remember those days? I mean, if I'm... <laughs> My daughter had a boyfriend that was a punk like this, man. I wouldn't even forget it, man. Forget it. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it's not a way to, to you know, make uh, brownie points with the father. Um, thousands of New York City workers lose jobs Friday as vaccine deadline ends. I thought this guy was going to be a, a good replacement for de Blasio. He's keeping it going. He's just as, he's just as bad as de Blasio. He's like the black de Blasio. And here he is on TV talking about everybody should be a fucking vegan or something. I heard something like that. Eric Adams, that's his name. Oh, God, here's another one. Dad tossed from school board meeting after refusing to wear a mask. <laughs> You know I got to hit this up. I'll hit this up and then I'm going to end it for the day. I got a lot I got to do. It's a video. We got a video. And, of course, we got commercials. So, real quickly, it just says a father from upstate New York was seen on video being forcibly tossed from a school board meeting this week after he refused to wear a mask. Dave Callis was unmasked while sitting in a chair watching a presentation at a school board or at a board of education meeting in Webster on Tuesday night when a security guard approached him and asked him to put on a face covering. And here's the video. Let me stop it. Let me rewind it. All right. So here we go. Let me start this again. From the New York Post, video shows dad forcibly tossed from school board meeting after refusing to wear a mask. And uh, here's the video. Let's take a take a watch. Take a listen. Chinese New Year. Look at him. Oh, they found him. Look at They, they found, found him. We're in America. 
Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Did you hear the the woman in the background? They found him. They found him like he was some sort of uh, enemy of the state. You know, he was a spy. We found him. We found him. Listen to her. The unmasked man. We found him. <laughs> what the fuck is that, man? What is? Come on, man. Let's let's let's, let's do this again. Just take a listen. About the Chinese New Year, look at. Oh, they found him. Look at. They found him. We're in America. Oh, time to look at this. Look at this. Look. What are you doing? What the f are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Is this how you treat What are you doing? Do you put your hands up the Holy crap. Like that, Holy crap. That's assault. That is assault. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my children? God. Doing that to the children, too? Holy sh**. What the f*** are you doing? What are you doing? Officer, do something about that. Yes, you know what? You just allow your security to do that? What are you doing? What are you doing? Wow. You're on video, brother. That's crazy. He's laughing. He's laughing. You're laughing. Yeah, f*** you, dude. Oh, man. Wait, 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 wait. That was a cold-blooded move, man. After they fucking roughed the dude up for not wearing a fucking chin diaper on his goddamn face, which basically we already know and the CDC already told you doesn't work, they're still going to manhandle that guy? That chick was right, man. That's straight-up fucking assault, man. And then at the very end, he's fucking sitting there. He was laughing, and then he flipped her off. Is that what I'm saying? I'm trying to back it up so we can take it. I don't know how he can. she can tell he's laughing. He's got his stupid mask on. That's nuts, man. What are you doing? What are you doing? That guy. Wow. You're on video, brother. And he's laughing. He's laughing. You're laughing. Yeah. Oh, no, he didn't flip her off. He just waved. You're laughing. That is nuts, man. I mean, are we really living in a world where... I mean, how do you live with yourself putting on a fucking uniform and a badge and you're going you're gonna to manhandle a, a father who's at a school board meeting just because he won't wear a, a piece of cloth over his face that doesn't even work? And they know it. That's some fucking. That's straight up. You know what? You know I'm. I I I love law enforcement. I'm. I am a one hundred and ten percent supporter of law enforcement. All our all our people, all our servicemen out there. This though, man. I mean, it just seems like they're just the politicians have weaponized them to be a little Nazis because that's what it looks like. It looks like Nazi shit. Dave Callis is his name. He, he was unmasked while sitting in a chair watching a presentation at a school board meeting on Webster on Tuesday night when a security guard approached him and asked him to put on a face covering. Callis said he told the guard, thank you, but refused to cover up. The officer persisted, saying, no, you need to put your mask on right now. I've done that. I've had cops come up to me, especially at, at the BART station, say, hey, uh, would you like a mask? And I said, no, I, I'm okay. No, thank you. 
I always refuse. They never kick, they never put their hands on me like that, man. That's a little too much right there. The security guard then dragged Callus' chair toward the back of the room. Callus turned around to confront the guard, but is pushed back pushed out a back door. Video posted on the Facebook page ROC for Education Freedom Public page shows. And as you heard, the woman was yelling, what are you doing? The woman filming the video yells, what are you doing? Holy crap, holy crap. That is assault. That is assault, the woman says. Yep. That's what we heard. It is. He goes, do you put your hands... <laughs> she asked, do you put your hands on our children too? Another lady asked the guard. Yeah, no, really, man. I mean, these are the people that are around our children, man. Look at that screenshot, man. That... That says it all, man. Then the incident occurred one day before New York Governor Kathy Hochul, I guess that's how you pronounce her name, announced to an end to the indoor mask mandates for businesses, citing a 93% drop in COVID-19 cases following a nationwide surge from the Omicron variant. However, the mandate remains in effect for schools and other state-run facilities. Yeah, because you know the, the variant the Omicron is going to know exactly when the 15th is here and, you know, it's going to get out of town when the 15th comes. Right at midnight. <laughs> so that right then, you can take your mask off. <laughs> this is stupid, man. Fucking A. After the encounter, Callis went to urgent care for evaluation, he said Wednesday on the Kimberly's Revolution podcast. He said he was a little sore, but otherwise okay. The father of two who has one son in high school and another in college claims the incident was unprovoked. Another screenshot of the security. I don't know, man. I'm telling you, man. You're not going to put your hands on me like that, man. I, I'm the type of person, like, it, it, you, could, you could talk to him. He said no, all right? Maybe he should have got up on his own volition. He just kind of walked out. He should have done that, right? But he didn't, you know. He said no. The way this guy, the, the, the masked bandit, the way he acted, that was a little too uncalled for. You're doing that shit in front of other people, man. you embarrassing me like that. I mean, if we're going to go out like that, we got to go out with a bang. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to take you out. We're going to wrestle. We're going to knock over chairs. We're going to do all kinds of shit. We're gonna, it's going to be a barroom brawl. If you want to make it over a piece of cloth that don't work over your face, fine. Let's do that. <laughs> but you're not going to embarrass me in front of all these people. We're going to take. We're not only going to take it in the street. We're going to take it right there first, and then we'll go to the street. Fucking school boards, man. This is this shit goes on. Whatever happened to the PTA, the Parent Teachers Association? Whatever happened to that relationship? Now parents are being treated like terrorists. And these school board members and these city officials are using the police as Nazis over the stupidest reasons. Because this guy is normal. <sighs> Fucking A. I went into the building without a mask on. I, saw, I signed in and they said, you need to wear a mask, he said on the podcast. I said, thank you. I sent in, they handed me a mask. I did not put on the mask. On. I, I did not put the mask on. And I put it in my pocket. Callis said that the school board separated parents who refused to wear masks from uh, the other abiding parents. <laughs> the obedient parents. 
<laughs> yeah, because you. Oh my god. Yeah, you got to be obedient. Uh, they were segregating masked and unmasked parents, he explained. The unmasked parents were going to have to sit in a classroom with a video monitoring, watching, and listening to the board meeting. Yeah, because, see, they deem them as terrorists, right? Oh, if you don't wear a mask, you must be one of those Trumpers. <laughs> you must be one of those anti-vaxxers, those science deniers. Put them in the other room so that way they can't ask us questions. They can't interrupt us. Man, fucking A, grow up, man. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? Parents don't have a say in their children's education and how they're being taught. I mean, Jesus. And now it's come down to where, you know, this guy don't have a mask. Get him the fuck out of here. That's crazy, man. He said he was sitting about 15, 20 minutes before the guard approached him. He was not surprised that the guard confronted him as he had heard him approach other maskless parents and ask them to cover their faces. Callis had planned to address the school board about mask mandates, which he is against, before he was removed. Quoting, Dave has a genuine concern for his son, of course, first and foremost, but a genuine concern for the parents and the other children in Webster, in Monroe County, and in New York State who have been subjected to all of these ridiculous mandates, Callis lawyer Chad Hummel told Spectrum One News. <laughs> He's grabbing. I mean, it's funny. He grabs his chair like a child. That's what you do to children when children misbehave. You grab the chair while they're sitting in it and you move them if they, you know what I mean? That's what you do in kindergarten. This guy, yeah, I guess this guy right here, he's dealt with a lot of young children. And that's how he treats all the young children by doing this kind of shit. But now it's a it's an, a grown adult. This guy right here, better watch what he does, because you know he ain't he doesn't look like he's ready for action, in my opinion. Just saying, the Webster Police Department said Wednesday is investigating the incident, quoting there are unfortunate incidents during last week's Webster CSD Board of Education meeting. The school said in a statement obtained by uh, obtained by statement obtained by WHEC. Quoting prior to entering last night's meeting, visitors were reminded to wear masks in school buildings as mandated by New York State. <laughs> Not only did the one guy that grabbed him and pulled him off the chair, it was one guy. They, they, now a couple other guys and a cop come into play over one guy. A parent. The individual was asked to put his mask on three times and he refused. He was then asked to leave the meeting and refused to do so, resulting in Webster's CSD security physically removing the individual from the meeting, the statement said. Don't these, I mean, these are educators, right? These people in school board, in school board meetings and shit? Board of educators or whatever you want to, they're called. Don't they follow the science? I thought they said they followed the science. Didn't they listen to what that wacky, you know, that, two, that two-faced woman, <laughs> the head of CDC, when she says the masks don't work? Cloth, cloth masks don't work. But you're still fucking imposing it. And you're making a scene and you're making a whole spectacle over it. Quoting, we understand that individuals have strong feelings about masking. We hear those concerns and, and are continuing to monitor the rapid changes in the ongoing pandemic. <laughs> this week, the Monroe County Council of School Superintendents wrote a letter to Governor Kathy Hochul advocating for guidance and guidelines regarding an exit strategy for masking and other mitigation strategies. Here's the strategy. 
I'm going to give it to you for free. You don't need to ask that that tyrant of a replacement for the pervert other governor New York had. I forgot. Oh, Cuomo. <laughs> now I'll tell you how you do it. You just say, you you just all the school board members say quit. No more mask. No more mask mandate. That's how you do it. You just stop it. There's no guidance to getting away from it. You just stop it. I mean, why, why make it an issue? I mean, if the federal government's even telling you, because I'm, I'm telling you right now, after Biden does his dopey little State of the Union or whatever the hell it is, he's going to call for the unmasking of kids and schools and stuff like that. But then it will come down to a local level, to you know, by district. I don't know, man. My daughter and my son, they're all grown up and everything like that. Thank God they didn't have to go through it, but there's a grandchild out there, and I'm fearful of her future with idiots like this in charge. So, I don't know, man. You guys got to end it with the whole mask business. It's, it's just ridiculous shit. All right. Where are we at? We are way over an hour. All right, let me end it right here. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, go ahead and check out my Twitter and YouTube channel at the Real WOD. You can hit the notification bell and you can check out uh, when I drop episodes and or maybe some stories or stuff like that. Just hit the notification bell and that'll lead you to all the links to my Twitter and Rumble. You, my Twitter, my YouTube, and my Rumble page. I'm so out of it right now. I got to get out of here. Uh, again, thank you so much for watching. You guys stay safe out there. It's the weekend. Make sure you don't drink and drive. You don't go to jail. Because I need you to come, to, come back on Monday and listen to some more nonsense that's going out here in the world. All right? Uh, with that being said, I'm done. I'm out here. I'm a ghost. Until Monday, guys. Peace out. See ya.